This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by Baylor Scott and White Health. Neil and everyone here would like to thank all the good folks on the front line, the ones we see and the ones we don't see. We appreciate your hard work, keeping us healthy and hopeful in these tough times. And now here's Neil. All right, Stuby, thank you very much, and welcome to our second hour. We are here to tackle any uh, any gardening question you might have, but you do need to pick up that phone. Give us a call. Let me reach something just a moment. Same problem I had last hour. I didn't have my ad copy on the wrong on the right slot here. Uh, Give me a call, if you will. It's 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Love to hear from you. It's as simple as that. Um, We begin this hour always with the SPCA of Texas Pet of the Week. And that pet today, as I get that all queued up, is uh, Stephen. Stephen is a two-and-a-half-year-old mix of terrier, pit bull, shepherd, and probably more, who is available for adoption from the SPCA of Texas. He's a big guy at 59 pounds. He has a bit of energy in him. He is quite lovable. He would make for a very loyal companion. Stephen would be a great dog for an outdoorsy person who goes camping and hiking and such. A big backyard with a secure fence at least six feet high would be his personal Shangri-La. He's been out to foster and did an amazing job, although it can take Stephen a little time to acclimate to a new environment. It's best if Stephen is the only dog in the home, as he does like to hog the spotlight. And kids in the home should be at least 12 years of age or older because he's a big dog. Just like all pets at the SPCA of Texas, Stephen has been neutered, microchipped, he's had all of his age-appropriate vaccines, and he's waiting for his new forever family at the SPCA of Texas Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center at 2400 Lone Star Drive, I-30 West of Hampton Road. The center is open for adoptions every day from noon until 6. Animals are available for walk-in on a first-come, first-served basis. Appointments are also available for select animals. They, you, uh, uh, they invite you to browse their available animals at spca.org slash findapet. One word, spca.org slash findapet. Visit spca.org slash dogadopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org slash catadopt to inquire about a cat. And today's dog is Stephen, that two-year-old mix of terrier, pit bull, shepherd, and more. (laughs) And more. He's a mix. And uh, that is sponsored by the great people at Arborological Services for the finest in tree care. They're just great. These are the experts your trees deserve. They're the only people who will ever touch the Sperry trees. They have 12... They have 12 International Society of Arboriculture Certified Arborists. Now, that is a certification program that is uh, for the people in the industry, and that culminates uh, a lot of study, a lot of experience, and it represents people who really know trees. Their staff uh, of professionals made up of college-degreed plant pathologists, horticulturists, and foresters. They think about trees when they get up in the morning, and they talk about trees at work. Three of their people have been selected as Arborists of the Year for the state of Texas at Arborological Services. That is incredible. So, for the finest in tree care, you call this number. It's toll-free, even though they are strictly a local company. It's 866-552-7267. On the web, it's arborological.com. A-R-B-O-R-I-L-O-G-I-C-A-L. Arbor I Logical. Arborological Services. Facebook, Arborological Services, Inc. Twitter, at The Tree Experts. And uh, they just need to be the people who take care of your trees. It's one of the most common questions I get. Neil, who are those tree people you talk about on the air? And the answer is always Arborological Services. 866-552-7267. Maintaining a garden isn't easy, but it's nothing compared to what health care workers are facing. We join Baylor Scott and White Health in saying thank you to the front line. Thank you for working hard every day and for going all in to protect all of us. And now, back to Neil. 
All right, thank you, Stuby. And we go back to the phone lines now. We go to David in uh, the Lowry Crossing area. David, this is Neil. How can I help you this morning? Good morning, Neil. Hey, I am looking at a little sheet of paper in the front cover of your book that says, Hi, David. Happy gardening. Neil Sperry. And the date is April 27, 2014. And it's on a, the Neil Sperry's Green Scene uh, paper. So that's cool. <laughs> I've had your book a while. Yeah, you have. Um, so I decided this year that I was going to read your book cover to cover. And a few days ago, I made it to the Blackberry page. Mm-hmm. And my wife and I are considering trying to plant some blackberries. I did not realize there were thornless varieties, which mm-hmm. I'm hoping one of those might work on our properties uh, so that I don't have to endure pain when I harvest them. <laughs> so I just thought I would uh, get your thoughts about, uh, you know, which of these that are on this page might might do the best. Um, I think you will. Uh... Let me let me back off long enough to tell you that I have grown blackberries for most of my life. And if you use a dowel stick to move the canes out of the way as you harvest, you are uh-huh. not likely to get uh, torn up badly uh, in, oh, okay. in, in harvesting. I have done that uh, for decades. And uh, it's kind of like beekeepers will tell you, oh, yeah, you get stung. It's not a big deal. And I'll tell you, oh, yeah, I guess I get scratched, but it's not a big deal. Uh, having said that, Washita is uh, is the variety that George Ray McEachern has recommended. I, I, I think, I hope, uh, I, I remember trying to spell Washita as he as he uh, ran it through time after time after time on my program on Super Bowl Sunday. You know, I always ask him, what are the easiest, most dependable fruit varieties for North Texas? And uh, every year. He has uh, said blackberries, methylate plums, and orient pears. And uh, for a long time, it was Brazos blackberries. But in the last 20 years, he switched over to uh, Washita as, as his variety of choice. That's one that was developed, I believe, at uh, University of Arkansas. But that one is, is the one that he recommends, and it is thornless. So there you are. Okay, very good. Any comments on, uh, we live on a couple of acres, so we've got uh, all the room we would need uh, to do whatever we wanted. Uh, we haven't done any preparation at all in terms of, uh, you know, selecting a place to plant and uh, preparing the soil. So uh, well, full any, sun I know and, they have to be supported. <laughs> yeah, full sun and raised beds will help. And uh, do a little looking online at university websites. Um, I would look at Stillwater. I'd look at Arkansas, University of Arkansas, Oklahoma State, Texas A&M, and let them show you the way that they cage them. Uh, They have some very innovative ways of training them between uh, wire supports uh, so that they're almost, uh, almost hedged. And that makes harvesting a lot easier, too. And, um, uh, uh, and and I would not grow only one variety. If you're going to grow a lot of blackberries, blackberries are very uh, dependable and very very uh, easy. They're, they're they're good. Oh my goodness! We've been buying blackberries <laughs> twice a week all summer long. Sometimes three times a week all summer long. And I ought to be growing them, but uh, but I didn't. And and so that's something that uh, uh, that. I would recommend to you is is grow three or four varieties out of that list. These are the ones that are recommended. George Ray looked at this list and he said those are good. This is the one you want to go with, and uh, uh, so uh, and these are uh, available if you order early. Places like Womax in uh, in Deleon would have these for you. Get your order in as soon as they start accepting orders, and and uh, you're all set. Okay, and then uh, I'm sorry. What was the name of the uh, place where I could order them again? Womack, W-O-M-A-C-K, in Deleon, Texas. D-E capital L-E-O-N. I've bought okay. them many, many times. Now, some of these varieties may be available locally. They will send them to you bare rooted. You plant them in January. They start accepting orders, I believe, early November. But you certainly can call or or uh, email them. Everything is is sent mail order, so it's no problem. They've been in business uh, four generations now. All right. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Neil. You betcha, David. Take care. Good to hear from you. All right. His line is open. If you'd like to call, it's 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. And uh, he referenced uh, my book, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. 
he had one of the first printings. And uh, I'm offering you uh, one of the fifth printings now at $32.95. That's a big sale price on it. And uh, that price won't go on much longer because once it runs out, then the price goes up on the sixth printing to $38.95. That's just what the supply chain has done to pricing. Uh, this is the book that I think will be the reference book that you will need to use uh, to have um, to have right at your fingertips all the answers you might want. 840 of my best photos, 344 pages, a year of my life, a lot of great editing by Carolyn Skye, a lot of great graphic design and layout by Cindy Smith. Uh, all of us live within about eight miles of one another and a lot of work together for that year. You will, uh, I think, appreciate having this book. There are more than 25 multi-page charts. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas, what you need to have to get started and be successful. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and protect all of the plants that you're growing. Chapters 3 through 11 are comprehensive chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, and then the fruit chapter he was referring to, and vegetables. This book is not meant to be read front to back. It is meant to be a reference that you can use for a long, long time. Your satisfaction with the book is absolutely guaranteed or I'll refund every penny. I had to do that initially. I've had to do it all the way through because um, you, you don't get to see it before you buy it. It's not in stores. It's not on Amazon. And even with that, I've not had one request for a refund out of 75,000 copies sold. Here are the ways you can buy it. Uh, you buy it either uh, from my website or by calling my office Monday through Friday. I will sign your book as it sells. He bought one of the very first printing, uh, and I, I sent 7,000 of those out without being signed because they were, they were already ordered and I needed to get them out. It would have taken weeks to sign them. And uh, so then I gave him a, a sheet when he asked for it at some point. I don't remember. But uh, I've signed ever since. I've signed all of them. And I'll sign yours. I'll be signing tonight and tomorrow. So here are the ways you get it. You call my office Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. Or better yet, you go to the website right now, neilsperry.com. And click on the uh, on the book Lone Star Gardening. That's N E I L S P E R R Y dot com. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Join us today, won't you please? That's our church, 315 North Church Street. The 1005 service is live streamed and the 1110 service is the one we go to. And uh, all day long it is the blessing of the backpacks as school begins so that uh, our kids and teachers can feel connected at church all week long and we'd invite you to come even if you're not a member we'd love to have you ace is a place with the helpful hardware folks local experts who know the right questions to ask to make sure that you get everything you need these are friendly people they're people you already know from your community and you go into the ace hardware store they are there to serve you stop by your locally owned north texas ace retailer to find a great deal on ace premium wild bird food 20 foot uh, 20 foot 20 pound bags get two bags for 20 dollars ace premium wild bird food Helps wild birds throughout uh, 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 times of stress, like we're having right now, brought on by breeding and migration and drought. Vitamins and minerals have been added to the mix. The mix attracts bluebirds, cardinals, chickadees, grosbeaks, blue jays, nuthatches, finches, sparrows, and other desirable birds. It's rich in sunflower and white millet, birds' favorite seeds. You'll uh, find great success when you use 
The Ace Premium Wild Bird Food 20-pound bags get two bags for $20. Ace stores parts of our neighborhoods. Like I say, people you already know, local experts with trusted advice you can rely on. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Gardeners are all about keeping plants healthy and protected, and the same should go for our loved ones. Together with Baylor Scott & White Health and the hardworking healthcare front line, we urge you to get the shot, mask up, and stay safe. And remind your family and friends to do the same. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Stuby. We go back to the phone lines. I have a line open if you'd like to call 800-288-WBAP. 800-288-9227. Rick is in Royce City. Rick, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Sperry, and thank you for what you do. Yes, sir. Thank you, Rick. I'm Neil, by the way. How can I help? I've got a, a leak. They said uh, I'm new to the country, and i got a septic system. And they, uh, I know about leach fields, and I said, where is it? He said, wait till the summer, and you'll find it. No. Well, <laughs> I found it. It's There's a plant growing out here that's green as fire and it's all over that sep- the leach field and it looks like a pumpkin type mm-hmm. plant uh except it's not a vine it doesn't have the twirly ends uh like the vine would reach out and grab something to, to hang on to right uh, and it's got little green polyps growing right now they're just little green ones new uh, coming out of the, the the center of the stems where they're branching out, and the stems are hairy, or I don't know what you call it, like on an okra plant, they're uh, uh, itchy kind of things. And I was just wondering if you had any idea what type of plants that could be. Oh no, it's growing no. wild. Yeah, I have no idea. I, no idea. Plants are identified by their flowers and and to a degree by the fruit, but I'd have to see it. Yeah, that it, the flowers will be coming, no, I, but they're not there yet. Yeah, I got I it. I I have no idea. Okay, uh, I was just wondering if you could idea if I should keep it, let it go, or well, if it, it came out of a leach field, I would. I, I mean, seeds germinate out of. I don't know if they're going to germinate out of a leach field because it's been in the septic tank. I hope for a while. Hope the tank's working right. Uh, is this is an old. This is yes, an old, old septic system. tank? Yeah. All right. Old system, yes. Um, so the lateral lines should be deeper than that. They, you shouldn't be able to see the green the green grass, but that's not my battle to fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would, I would uh, say that your odds of having anything that you really want to save are not very good. It's probably just a weed that has come in and been opportunistic. It's it's grown because there's moisture there, and I, you know, I wouldn't plan on eating them. I just wondering if uh, I wouldn't want it out there. I wouldn't want, just, I'm not gonna, just looking I'm odd in the middle of my yard. You know, the same question comes up in a compost pile where we throw rinds of watermelons and pumpkins and things, and we we get them germinating. And you know, it, I guess it'd be fine to leave those and and eat the fruit from those if you wanted, but it's, it's not going to be a hybrid. It won't be what you want. The answer is no. So, Will the roots uh, help with the uh, breakdown of the... Uh, uh, I don't think you want any roots around a leach field. Okay. They, they do nothing right. good for the for the lateral lines. Okay. That's all I needed to know. Yeah. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks for the call. That's an unusual one. I appreciate it, Rick. Take care. Let's go to Kim in Granbury. Kim, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you? I have Eliagnus, which is my most favorite and reliable shrub ever. It used to be mine as well until February 2021. They got toasted. True. And I went and cut all the dead out, and they came back. Mm-hmm. But this, this summer is not looking good. Am I going to lose them? Well, there are a lot of them that um, have continued to go downhill after the, okay. like you said, after they were trimmed and they just, I think they were hurt and mm-hmm. hurt beyond what we thought they were hurt. I think a mm-hmm. lot of it is is uh, uh, still freeze damage and they're, they're still dying back. Yeah, I, I think it's probably time to replant. If you liked them before and if they did well for you for a long time, there's nothing wrong with buying some more and replanting with those, unlike Indian hawthorns, which had other 
very long-term problems. Ely Agnes uh, just got hit by a, a really bad cold spell, which is not likely to happen again anytime soon. Okay. So you would suggest just replanting with Ely Agnes? Well, if if you liked it a lot, Kim, I'm not using Ely Agnes as much as I used to, and I'll I'll tell you exactly why. Lace bugs moved in on it, and and they started hitting Ely Agnes around North Texas more often than oh. I wanted to see. They what what they do to a plant is they turn it tan in the summer. And, oh, and okay, I've seen that as well. Yeah, and I I didn't want to recommend a shrub that had to be sprayed every year. I mm-hmm. love Ely Agnes for its durability, uh, the fact that it would stand up to drought, the fact mm-hmm. that it is fragrant in October yes. when you don't know that something's blooming and you smell that heavenly fragrance. Yes. I grew up with them around the park where I lived, right across the street from the park, and I could smell those, and it just has great memories for me. Mm-hmm. So I like mm-hmm. the plant a lot, but... Mm-hmm. I don't recommend it as much anymore because it has had these these freeze issues. It's had the lace bug damage. So, mm-hmm. whatever. What would you suggest in place of? How tall and wide a plant do you want? I, I, as I say, I'm not going to try to talk you out of Ely Agnes. It's still a good plant. Right. But right. How, how tall and wide a plant are you looking for? Um, I let them go. I like the, the thickness of the and the privacy it, it provides. How tall and wide? Um, five foot wide, and I let the top go, so it gets really tall. It's like six, seven foot tall, eight foot tall. All right. I, that's a, a fairly upright plant, and, and in my landscape, I would be looking at, ne- at willow leaf holly or needlepoint holly. It's the same plant uh, for, for that to fill that same size. Uh, that's okay. a very durable, dependable plant. It's a very different look. But it's okay. a very dependable plant and, and one that will take sun or shade. Uh, you have to water it by hand the first year or two to get it established, but you do that with any new shrub. So, right. no Okay. Different. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And You're thank welcome. you for what you do. Sure. Have a great day. Thanks. Thank Bye-bye. you, sir. You too. Bye-bye. Sure. All right. Jennifer and Keller, you'll be coming up in just a moment. Then we have other open lines after that. I haven't given the number for a while. We've taken a lot of calls in this segment. It's 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Baylor, Scott and White sponsors this hour, and they have for 15 years, 16, 17 years. And I hope that you will uh, let them know that you appreciate what they do. I hope that you will go to the frontline people who are out there in the lobby, who are at the desk, who are the nurses, who are the doctors, who are the people who take care of you when you're sick, who are out there putting their necks out to make sure that you're well. I hope that you will tell them thank you. They've been through a tough 30 months, you know. It's been tough. They've been trying to keep us well, and they have families. They have, they have worried about their own lives. I hope that you will tell them thank you. It has not gone gone unnoticed, and we appreciate you. That's a good thing to say. I don't know that they hear it often enough. Thank you. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for never giving in. Thank you for never settling for good enough. They work long and hard hours, and when there is an epidemic or when there is a pandemic or when there's just a, a regular flu outbreak or whatever it is, they are there extra hours. I think of several of our physicians in the Baylor-Scott and White uh, 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 team, and I think about the fact that they work long and hard hours. We have several friends who are in the nursing side of it, and they work long and hard hours because they care. That's what Baylor-Scott and White is. That's the Baylor way. My wife serves on the board, very proudly so, of Baylor-Scott and White McKinney, and she refers to the Baylor way. That's the best way. That means that they're trying their hardest Baylor, Scott and White Health. So join me and uh, and practice this also. When you go into Baylor, Scott and White, find the people who have helped you get through the last 30 months and tell them thank you. Your latest news, traffic, and weather. Constant need for information. All you have to do is ask. Alexa, open WBAP. I'm going to tell you about my electronic newsletter. It's called eGardens. There are five stories. One of them is always a featured plant of the week. One is always 
gardening this weekend, and one of them is uh, always the newly expanded Q&A. It is free and always will be, and I will never spam you. I don't give or sell your email address to anybody. If you want to see what it looks like, go to my website and click on eGardens. That's it, Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y, Com. Click on E Gardens. 100 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now on WBAP and WBAP.com. A Fort Worth murder suspect was convicted and sentenced to prison earlier this weekend. I'm Dennis Martin at the WBAP 24 7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com, WBAP first traffic and weather. On the ones. An accident in Arlington means only the right shoulders now getting by on westbound I-20 at Green Oaks Boulevard. Constructions closed the HOV lanes both east and westbound I-30 between Jim Miller Road and Northwest Drive. With WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. And now for today's WBAP forecast. Today, sunny and hot, high 100 degrees. Clear and warm tonight, overnight low 80. Tomorrow, sunny, hot, with a chance, just a slight chance, for some spotty showers or storms. Monday's high, 101. Right now, we're looking at 82 degrees in Dallas, 84 in Fort Worth. A Tarrant County jury has found Kiwan Holmes guilty of the murder of his girlfriend five years ago. Angela Gagne, a 41-year-old mother of five, was shot to death in the home she and Holmes shared six days after she called 911 to report that Holmes was beating her. Her body was found two days later. Holmes was arrested in Florida, then extradited back to Texas for trial. Immediately after the verdict, he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. The body of a man was found in Lavon Lake early Saturday morning. It was recovered a little before dawn. Cause of death not yet established, but Collin County deputies say there is no indication of foul play. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update will be at 10 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day and stay informed with News Talk 820 WBAP 99.5 FMHD2 and WBAP.com. All right, Dennis, thank you very much. Let me tell you about Whiskey Stone right now. Good, uh, good thing to talk about. This is the way that you can make your landscape the finished deal, the real deal. You go out and talk to Mike and Derek Wisnan and the team that they have assembled, and you will find that you have the, the landscape of your dreams. 22 acres of beautiful stone. Let's say you want to put in a retaining wall and you don't know how to do it. Well, they can they can show you how. They have demonstration gardens there at, at their uh, location at 4501 East Loop A20 South. They also have people who are skilled at showing you how to choose the stone. The first time I uh, was considering buying stone for, uh, for a, a retaining wall, they said, uh, you're choosing the wrong kind of stone. That doesn't work. And the same thing happened to me when I was buying stone for a, a, a patio, a walkway. They said, oh, you're buying the wrong kind of stone. And they explained why. And I said, oh, I didn't know that. There are so many fine tunings to buying stone, and they will help you with that. Their people are professionals. And then you say, well, I don't think I know how to lay the stone in place. And they say, we have specialists who know how to do that. They're not employees of Whiskey Stone. They're, they're customers. They're landscape contractors, members of the Texas Nursery and Landscape Contracting Association. Whiskey Stone is a member, and these other people are members as well. They can refer you to some of the best in the business. Then you can make the choice. This is a great company. So that's for just buying stone that you would lay yourself, uh, river rock, decorative gravel, things of that sort, decorative boulders, or having a retaining wall built or a patio built. They do them all. Whiskey Stone, they can help you. Uh, they can help you with the right people as well. 4501 East Loop 820 South, 4501 East Loop 820 South, open Monday through Saturday, closed on Sundays. That's in Southeast Fort Worth, 817-429-0822, WHIZ-Q. 
WhizQStone.com. It's WhizQStone. Your latest news, traffic, and weather. It's good to just keep you in the know. Available on your smart devices. All you have to do is ask. Hey, Google, play WBAP. Callaways, you've come to count on Callaways for their friendly, knowledgeable team and their tremendous selection and quality. Well, now you can rely on Callaways for your landscape design and installation needs as well. Do you need to update your landscape? This is the ideal time to start planning that transformation for the autumn with the help of Callaway's landscape design and installation. A Callaway's professional designer will come to your home for a personalized visit. That'll help you turn your dreams into reality. They'll collaborate with you to develop the right design and then set up a time for the installation. Book by August 31 to reserve your spot for a fall install. Let Callaway's design and install your new beautiful landscape then you can relax and enjoy entertaining with your family and friends out there in your newly created haven. And if it couldn't get any better, you'll receive their satisfaction guarantee that you have come to know and trust. Schedule your appointment online to get started. Visit Callaways.com. Click on the Garden Services tab for more information. That's Callaways.com, C-A-L-L-O-W-A-Y-S. There's an apostrophe in there, .com. Shop local at any of their community stores, including their new store in Prosper, or online at Callaways.com. I don't think there is an apostrophe. And take advantage of their convenient curbside pickup or delivery. Open seven days a week at 9 a.m. so you can shop early. Callaway's Nursery. It's life lived beautifully. Callaway's.com. You don't just want your garden to grow. You want it to flourish, much like our hopes for living in a world without COVID. Let's join Baylor Scott and White Health in saying a big old thank you to the front line. They're doing what it takes to keep hope flourishing, and we need that now more than ever. And now, back to Neil. Okay, Snoopy, thank you. And okay, listeners, here's where we are. Jennifer and Keller is our next call up. I sent the SOS out that we had lines open before the news break. Didn't get any takers. So Jennifer and Keller is our call. And mm-hmm. I'd like to invite you right now to take some work, <laughs> take some time and give me a call. 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. It's probably the last time I'll make that invitation this morning, so call now, 800-288-9227. Jennifer, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. What a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you. Um, I am calling. Um, I have a ornamental plum tree. Uh, she blooms probably two weeks every year in February. Um, she did bloom last year, so I thought she made it through that deep freeze of 2020. But unfortunately, this year, not only did she not bloom, but she does not have very much foliage left. Uh, She didn't get much of any to begin with. So I'm kind of concerned. I also know that she has a deep crack on one of her um, thicker limbs. Should I keep going and just see what happens since she bloomed last year. Okay, it has a crack on a limb or on the trunk? Well, the limb is not too much bigger than the trunk, so it's a pretty considerable crack on a very considerable limb. She's not too big. Right, It's but it's on a limb, on a branch, or it's on the main trunk? On a branch. All right. Um, all right, so this is a purple leaf plum? Yes. Their average life expectancy is very, very short, five or six years. I know. And so, uh, and they're winter hardy uh, into Canada. So I don't think that February 2021 would have been sufficient to have killed it. I imagine it was having some struggles anyway with something else. The thing that gives them their very short life expectancy, there are two things, uh, uh, peach tree borers, that get into peaches and plums. And then the other thing that will shorten their life is um, uh, the uh, uh, bacterial diseases that get in plums, in plum trees. They just don't last very well. It's it's the shortest lived tree we have. So I think probably you're looking at needing to replace it either with another one or maybe with 
something like a forest pansy redbud, which is a purple leaf redbud that will live longer. Okay. I knew you were probably going to say that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was hoping not, though, because she's just absolutely gorgeous, and she blooms, like I said, only about two weeks of every year. So No, I, I got all that, fine. and I know they're they're lovely. They live longer in the north, but not a lot longer. It's, it's just uh, they're, they're very pretty trees. I wish they would live longer, but you know, we're kind of s- swimming upstream with that. They have a lot of challenges. Sure. Well, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, Neil. I hope to, and and I'm sorry. It's it's just bad news, and I'm only the messenger. The problem with the peach tree borer, it's the same thing that the uh, the peach tree growers face. They have some products that they use to prevent them, and this is the time of year that we use those products on the trunk uh, to to get rid of the the insect as they bore into the wood of the trunk. We don't have access to the same products they do, and um, uh, and it, it's just that that's why they they just don't last as well good luck with it i'm sorry thank you have a good day let me go to gene in gainesville gene this is neil good morning hey neil appreciate the call man I, yes sir i got you got two of your books and listen to you every sunday thank you um uh, well anyway uh listen i sold my little ranch over here in whitesboro texas last year we built a new place and uh the house we built is on 11 acres, and it's, we built a 1,200-foot road, so we're well off the road. And we build it up in the trees, and it's pretty rough up in here in this area. Absolutely no place to have a yard. I mean, the rocks are everywhere, and I, and I like it like that. And uh, But what I got is I got an area that I built just specifically on road frontage. I put my fence way back from the road frontage. It's on a county road, good county road about 60 feet off the road, and it's about 300 foot long, uh, three, 350 feet actually, complete road frontage and 60 feet off the road. Now that area I'm designating for, uh, you know, I want it to be a spectacular view from the road, flowers, shrubs, everything else. I, I'm in a really heavy soil area, or uh, I'm sorry, soil, but clay area. Okay. And we do got some good grass, but, you know, this year in particular, I mean, you could stick a stake in the ground one day and you couldn't even pull it out the next. How do I prepare the soil for flowers and shrubs and everything else? I mean, uh, I've thought about uh, water well, can, irrigation systems or topsoil yeah. or what do I got to do? That's a that's a major undertaking. Are you sure you want to take that much on? That's a, almost a yeah. full-time job for an area that big. Uh, well, I'm 73. I ain't got nothing else to do. So, <laughs> that, yeah, that's, that's my maintaining job. that big an area is almost. So you're talking about 60 by 300 feet. Yes, sir. So that's 18,000 square what feet. What do I plant in there? What do I in there that would be easy to take care of? That would be decorative. All right, and and how many people a day drive past? Uh, hardly any. It's not for them. It's for me. So. And and you see it from your house? Uh, only when I drive in a driveway. All right. What what I would recommend, and is your driveway at the corner or is it in the center of this? Uh, my driveway is uh, it's one third by two thirds. All right, that's nice. Um, what what I've my own personal taste. Uh, Gene, is that I prefer not to not to uh, have a flamboyant entryway uh, or or landscape. I want my house and my landscape to look like they kind of just developed out of nature. Um, uh-huh. So I don't I don't bring a bunch of plants in that are dramatically foreign to the area. When I plant shade trees, I want them to be native trees to the area. Um, I'm not a native plant enthusiast that everything has to be purely native. I, I believe in native plants where I can, but I'm not going to restrict myself to using only native shrubs because there aren't very many of them that are attractive. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to hit the middle road. But when it comes to doing an entry on my landscape, um, I'm, I'm trying to get a nice fence up uh, to... <laughs> 
we have a temporary thing up to keep feral hogs off our property. But but otherwise, I don't want to I don't want to put anything just just gaudy, flamboyant up, um, uh-huh. and and so I would rather have maybe clusters of crepe myrtles, just uh, maybe five or seven crepe myrtles, than a big bed of perennials and annuals and things like that that just wore me out trying to maintain them. Uh, that's the uh-huh. concern I have for you is that, that uh, if you look at any botanic garden and see how many people it takes to maintain a, a big bed in in one part of a botanic garden, it's a lot of work. And so before you start planting a bunch of flowers, uh, pay attention to that part of it. Uh, okay. As far as soil preparation is concerned, if you're going to plant flowers, you work a lot of organic matter into the soil. You need to get rid of any existing Bermuda grass and other perennial grasses, Johnson grass, things of that sort, by spraying when they're actively growing. So that would be a May-June kind of a time period with glyphosate, with the original Roundup or, or cleanup, the, the original glyphosate-only weed killers. Give them a couple weeks to kill the grass out and and other weeds. And then you go in with some kind of cultivating device a rear tine rototiller would be ideal, but you may need uh-huh. something larger in a in a setting that big. And yeah. uh, then you work a lot of organic matter in. The smaller the plants you're planting, for example, flowers, the more important it is you put four or five inches of organic matter in. That would be compost, okay. and I would I would include peat moss, sphagnum peat moss, and pine bark mulch, and and rotted manure, and one inch of expanded shale if it's a clay soil and rototill that down a foot deep. That's what I would do for a flower bed. If I were planting crepe myrtles or if I were planting hollies, uh, just for a really attractive, simple entryway, then I, would, uh, uh, I, I wouldn't I would have to do all that. They're, they're going to be happy okay. with the soil that I have. Then if I, if I did something like that, and I, I hear your message, and uh, I'm taking it at bay, what can I do? I, I've, I put a little... I got three hydrants out there just for, for watering purposes, so I had plenty of water access. What, and I did have one sprinkler on a timer system where it goes off an hour at night at about 2 o'clock in the morning. And I noticed that the grass is really pretty good. So if I do that, just just watering it and have a nice grassy area with the crepe myrtles and hollies and stuff like that, irrigation system what would you recommend for that? Or is that something you would recommend, just to keep the water on this? To keep I, this I think it would be right? wise, but but that's not something you do with hydrants. That's something you do tying into the same line that you use with the hydrants. Gene, all of that starts to turn into a several-hour plan. I, I can't do that on a radio uh, you know, five-minute discussion. But, yes, sure. I would put a sprinkler system in, and I would right. do it with – I'm not a drip irrigation kind of a guy. I'm, these drip emitters that people are being required to use, I just don't think hold up very well. So I would have okay. uh, spray heads that would, would get water in, subs- in uh, 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 sufficient quantity to these plants. You're going to have to hand water okay. them the first year to get them established. I've got to run. I'm way behind. But I, I encourage you to do this. Just start simple. You can embellish it later if you want to. But don't tie yourself down to something that becomes a drudge to you, because it will. The weeds okay. will come in. That's It's fun to plant it. It's not fun to weed it and water it later. I hear you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate your time. You betcha. Have a good day. Thank you. Tom and Granberry, I will help you. Let me get this last break out of the way. We need to talk. I have a important message for you. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. My book is in its fifth printing. It's actually ready to uh, uh, sell for the sixth printing. And the only difference in the sixth printing will be two paragraphs that refer to the cold of uh, uh, February 2021. Uh, But the book in fifth printing is on substantial sale as I clear out the last remaining copies at $32.95. I really want to recommend that you uh, hurry before I run out. Uh, once Once the supply of those is out, and price goes up. Now, this is a book with 11 chapters. Chapter 1 is Basics of Gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is that uh, 48-page calendar telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all of your plants. And then specific chapters, detailed chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, 
fruit and vegetables. It's all in there. A year of my life, 840 of my photos, uh, 344 pages, hardback, on a high-quality paper, printed in San Antonio, not in China. Didn't want to go to China. Uh, so there is all the background of it. The book is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. So I guarantee your satisfaction, or I'll refund every penny. I have to do that because you don't see it before you buy it. And uh, I've not been asked to refund one penny out of 75,000 books sold. The ways that you buy it, I'll sign it when you buy it. And the way that you buy it would be to call my office Monday through Friday, business hours, at 800-752-GROW. Or better yet, if you go to my website, you can buy it there anytime at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. This is Neil Sperry for Advanced Foundation Repair. I hope you never need their services, but if you do, you will be so glad they're available. Their estimates are absolutely free. Their work is guaranteed for the lifetime of the house. Give them a call for that free home inspection. 214-333-0003. They are the best. I know from firsthand experience. That's Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. If you are in the market for a new roof, and we all are at some point in another, uh, then you need to contact the people at Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. They are the best. Best I've ever seen. I'm proud to call them my advertisers, proud to, uh, the, of the fact that we have a Wortham Brothers roof on our house. They serve all of North Central Texas. Give them a call if you need to have a roof inspection to see if you might have had some kind of a problem with the hail or wind back in the spring. Maybe your roof is just wearing out from old age. That happens, you know. Roofs have lives. They have life expectancies. 972-562-5788. This is a second-generation family business established in 1986. They have the experience of 100,000 roofs installed during that time. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, wbroofing.com. They are the very best, and uh, they'd love to have a chance to prove that to you. You'll find them to be affordable. You'll find them to be sincere and honest, careful in their installation, and uh, they will suggest things that can make your roof even better. They did with us. They had several suggestions that we took, and uh, they didn't necessarily cost anything more, but they gave us a better roof and energy savings and uh, and a lot of savings on insurance, I might add, with the impact-resistant shingles that we bought. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing Company for the very best in roofing. It's 972-562-5788, wbroofing.com. Gardening advice is only helpful when people actually hear it. And the same goes for telling folks about all the things our healthcare workers are doing to protect us from COVID. So share the word on social media. Remind your friends and family to say thank you to the front line. And now, back to Neil. All right, Snoopy, thank you very much. Mike Bass, who is my producer, said he had a call asking about the plant of the week from the Fort Worth Botanic Garden a couple hours ago. And uh, Steve was talking about Cestrum orange peel, C-E-S-T-R-U-M, C-E-S-T-R-U-M, orange peel. It's a lovely plant. It's just a very uh, bold plant in the landscape. So hope that is what Reed wanted to know. Let's go to Tom in Granbury. Tom, this is Neil. Good morning. Hey, I know you're a little bit pressed press for time. I had two questions, but I guess my main one was I have a patch of bamboo, I'm trying to like to find some way to uh, try to contain it a little better. Like maybe if I could dig a trench around it to uh, keep it from spreading. Yeah, I think the trench would have to be probably 36 inches deep would be my guess. I've asked several experts uh, over the years, and that was always their recommendation as well. Oh, okay. Sounds like a job. Okay. Uh, My other one was I lost a couple of uh, bread repair trees a couple years ago. I want to replace those with some pretty fast-growing uh, shade trees that don't shed their leaves. Evergreen? Yeah, I guess so. Evergreen or, uh, I don't know, this is maybe a type of cedar maybe. Um, well, Tom, okay, you. there are a lot of pieces of misinformation going on here. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> first of all, um, I'm sorry, I, I was concentrating on your second question. Your first question I want to go back to for just ever so quick. Okay. What was, what was it about? Oh, the uh, bamboo. Ba- You're going to have to put in some kind of a, a barricade when you do that, and it's going to need to be concrete or something impenetrable and that doesn't rust or break down. Uh, bamboo okay. is awful awful and should never be introduced into a landscape so anyway that uh, that is that part now as far as uh, uh, replacing trees um, you are going to have to uh, you're going to have to decide the the things that you want in a shade tree you're going to have to list the the factors the, the assets that you want in a tree if fast growth is an asset you have to have then you're going to give up some of the other assets like longevity you're going to get a short-lived tree that's pest-prone and in, and and uh, is is brittle and likely to break in ice and wind. All of the fast-growing trees have fatal flaws. Normally, when I ask people, "Are you willing to accept those things?" they say, "Well, goodness, no. I want a tree that's going to last a long time, that's durable." And then when you introduce the need to have it be an evergreen tree, uh, a, a conifer, the only conifer we have that is at all. Uh, durable is eastern red cedar and i have no problem in recommending that i have them at our home and i like the tree a great deal that's juniperus virginiana if that's what you would like then i i'll stand with that and that's my recommendation but all of the other evergreens like leyland cypress uh, arizona cypress uh, all the pines all have major wheels off it's going to die fatal flaws so don't go with those yeah Okay. All right. That sounds good. Yeah. All right, Neil. So, I appreciate the intro. Yeah. Thank you very, very much. Be very uh, careful in in using fast growth as a criterion in choosing any tree because that will take you down the wrong road. That's just a... Uh, okay. Yeah. Be really careful. Appreciate your I call. Will. All right. All right. Looks like... Yeah, have about a minute. I guess that's right. All right. Thank you, Mike. Um, the uh, truth of it is that... Uh, when you have a fast-growing tree like a willow or a silver maple or a cottonwood or others, that fast growth makes for very soft wood like Bradford pears have, and that leads to breaking uh, branches when you get wind or ice or weight of the limb itself or whatever. And so as a result, then, that, that tree becomes very vulnerable to all kinds of problems, and you just don't want that. You want a 45-mile-an-hour tree uh, like like live oak, uh, Schumard red oak, chinkapin oak, bur oak, cedar elm, Chinese pistachio, pecan, magnolia, eastern red cedar. Those are the nine that I would say are the very best. Mike Bass has had a rough and tough week, and I appreciate him more than you folks ever will know. Thank you, Mike. Happy gardening, everybody. <laughs> 